it felt like, did I fail right now? How did I fail? You know, and then you pose you pose a lot of questions like, um, did I do something wrong? Did I did I need a movement more uh, wrong? Did I do too much exercise really wrong? Did I eat something? <laughs> so you have all these questions that uh, after a while you think that okay. I guess um, that would be my first question. If you could share, why do you think that as a society with all the conditioning that we have about leadership and success and performance, why is it that we are unable to separate this when it comes to situations in life like pregnancy where it's probably the furthest away from anybody's ability to outperform and control those developments? So uh, talk to us about the concept of failure both failure of pregnancy or no? Right, yes. Uh, I would love to bring that up uh, uh, with you and thank you for opening the space to host that because I believe that uh, now we are in 2021 and we are still have a lot of taboos to speak. And this comes and ties up a lot with what we're discussing in the previous recordings, previous discussions about being shameless. So one of the words in 2019 and 2020 was uh, shameless, to be shameless, because I saw that a lot of elite leaders uh, are shameless. And uh, even if a scandal breaks out around their name, uh, they still have the courage to, to, to break through and they continue being popular and they are not like uh, rejected or disappeared like it happened in lower levels, if you want, of uh, leadership, which for me is like perception and consciousness. 2020, uh, I had uh, the miraculous experience to get pregnant naturally. I I was I was 41, now I'm 42. So, you know, it was like against all the odds, like a woman after 40, it's very difficult to conceive um, naturally. And although I've been trying with my, with my husband to uh, the last five, six years to, to get pregnant, and uh, I've tried many various holistic um, uh, approaches. My last, uh, my last, uh, let's say, uh, fortress that fall for me was IVF, which at the beginning I was very against with uh, because of my health background, holistic background and everything. So as I did the process of IVF and we had uh, the egg retrieval, that's a process, a protocol, I had to wait because I had uh, second effects due to the IVF. So I ended up with an ovarian torsion due to hyperstimulation and I got in the emergencies for an emergency operation to save my ovary. So during the recovery, I had to recover for months. Um, I fall pregnant naturally, which was like, so it was um, uh, a very shift, a great shift, you know, also to, uh, to, to, to my female existence and to experience this pregnancy phase. However, uh, after a few months, yes, I, I miscarried. So I went to the doctor and they announced me that um, we're sorry, there is no heartbeat and there's no further development. You know, it was a new state, a new level of performance for me. And uh, I never had experience before in the past. And therefore, I was wondering how will I approach it with this physical, mental, emotional, with a holistic approach. 
And uh, there was a lot of uh, emotional turmoil, of course, that um, I, I, I could not ignore, even if I wanted. And I believe that we should not ignore our uh, emotional turmoils and our emotions when we are in a performance as well. Uh, procedure, it felt like, did I fail right now? How did I fail, you know? And then you pose, you pose a lot of questions like, um, did I do something wrong? Did I did I need a movement more uh, wrong? Did I do too much exercise really wrong? Did I eat something? <laughs> so you have all these questions that uh, after a while you think that okay. So considered as a failure, I I consider it like yeah, what did I do wrong? And you know, a lot of women like us, a lot of women may ask this question without it's all about me and I felt me, it's the person that I felt. Although this takes like two people, two people brought together like uh, a child, right? And uh, there are a lot, bunch of questions that come into your head and then you have uh, to announce the news to, of course, your partner, because also it was a COVID area. So my partner was not with me at a lot of many uh, hospital and doctor appointments. And um, thankfully it was very supportive and um, from his side was yeah it was sad however when he found out that also women in his family had been how had, had gone that his sister his mother so he got very quiet he said, like this is something that happens occurs very often so it's it's fine we will we will try again um but you know as a woman where you have this experience and new consciousness going on and suddenly like disappear you still have a process uh, to do and then there's come the shame and the guilt and the failure feelings and everything that comes up um so for me one 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 exit was sports because we know with sports and movement uh emotions like um these polarities collapse and uh as we discussed before, like energy comes up. So emotions kind of shed away in, the, in even for a period of time, even if then it will come back, that's fine. The mainstream attitude towards failure and success is particularly brutal in the world of elite sports. Listen to part one of this series to figure out what is it that distinguishes the golden medalists in Olympic Games from the silver ones, and what is the role of becoming shameless in achieving your goals. And then um, you know a lot of a lot of rest, like getting into that feminine style uh, state, and trying to receive instead of trying to do 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 things, because suddenly uh, you might be feeling that you are not enough and something is missing. Um, uh, and it's missing, you know, it's missing the truth, and it's missing the fact that. Uh, uh, it's not spoken about that and you don't know uh, who to address and what to do and what to say and uh, how to think about that or how to feel about that. Thank you for sharing also about the process that you've been through and how it must have been a journey for yourself to discover how you go through that healing process. As you're saying, you can, in one moment, you might want to get back into activity to change your state, to work through those emotions, through sports or whatever way of doing and then in another moment, you just want to cuddle up with yourself and just and just be with that pain, which is 
extremely challenging process to figure out for yourself, which makes it so challenging for your environment to know how to react in a correct way. And you've also shared that you wanted people to keep, to help you keep your head above the ground rather than help you stay on the bottom. And so what is your, I don't want to say advice, but like how, you know, how, for, for next time, how are some people supposed to know what is the best way of reacting if this kind of situation happens in their surrounding? Yeah. What would be a good way of reacting to your situation from the perspective of your friends? First of all, it was very hard for people to 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 reach out and ask. So... Uh, a lot of people then ask, ask me, like, what should I do? Because, you know, I spoke publicly about that. And then they were asking, oh, a friend of mine has the same thing. What should I do? So I believe that if you feel like if the other person, and that is, I believe that for every state, you know, not just for a miscarriage, but for such a challenging uh, moment into somebody's life, I believe that if you want to speak to the person, like, I want to, to call you, if you feel like calling, call. Because a lot of people are afraid of, Okay, if I would pick up the phone, what would they tell me? Uh, they didn't want to make me feel bad. Uh, if I didn't want to speak about it, and if the person, if I, if the person replies, replies, and you just express what you want to express to the person, if the person does not respond, don't take it personal. Yeah. Uh, just respect that space. It can be a lot of scenarios why the person didn't respond. Uh, and just leave that space for certainly, for for sure, for sure, this person will remember that you called and you reached out, and and the person knows that uh, um, you are there in a way. If you had also the experience before yourself, it will be very valuable for a person to to know that can have access to you mm-hmm. and to have support because at that moment when we have a new league, as I call it, experience, it's very hard to see. And we have taboo about speaking about a society. It's very hard to, to to know the person where to to turn to. So, and then if you can leave that space of that person to express yourself, but um, uh, and then it's like, how can you help that person move forward? You know, instead of keeping company to the person, for example, because that the cl- the most classical that can play out is like victimhood. Why did this happened to me? I'm trying so hard. I'm trying so long, and this again, and this happened again, and why, why, why? There are a lot of questions. But uh, the more you join a person in to that frequency, uh, the more you that person stays in that victim state. And yeah, yeah, yeah. You help this- them reinforce it. Yeah. And maybe a person needs that space to feel a victim for for a period. But if this is prolonged, it has various consequences to their relationships, to the continuation of the journey and and everything. So um, it is the worst thing that that I I would advise anyone who has a new level league uh, to try to to heal, to do the inner work so that your life is not determined by that experience. Further down in two years, five years, 10 years. So I believe that is, and once we, we balance this perception, it's, I believe that it's an experience, it's an event. And um, with the work that I did, I, I, I wanted, okay, I wanted from the beginning to shift the negativity about that and to bring in that balance. So it was experience, but this doesn't mean that is my the end of my game, my end of my 
trip. And since I won this gold medal, this, this goal, I, I still continue the path. So this was an event, this was an experience, whether it was a failure of a success, I consider an event neither a success or uh, a failure, but it helps me to my service down the way. And it ties nicely with what you were sharing about the Paralympians and their accidents becoming a blessing yeah. on their journey. I have the impression that maybe um, there's, it's, it sounds like the, when I hear you share about it, it sounds like that you chose to take this as an experience, which is not going to define you as a trauma, but it turned out as an element in your own growth and in how you show up as as leader and as, uh, as the healer that you are for others. Uh, exactly. So my intention from the beginning was like, uh, how do I heal from that? And how do I get out of this um, uh, negativity feelings? Because for sure, I didn't want to feel like, um, uh, like to stay like in that victimhood uh, state. Uh, and to be able to to continue in my life, of course, and to continue like you know, because it can it can influence also your performance, your leadership, uh, your business growth. Uh, as I, we talked before, like this subconscious, uh, this subconscious um, programming, and it's not a, a reason to it's not a reason to leave that event or experience and determine your life down the way. Yeah. Therefore. Uh, the important thing was that I asked also for help people to support me and to keep me accountable. And that was not from friends, but it was from, uh, from, from specialists or from professionals, because a lot of times uh, friends, bless them, uh, can keep you company as I said before uh, into that victim state because they can be also uh, what I realized. The one thing that I realized was exactly that, that people approach you, from the level of their own emotional maturity. So the way you speak to me about my event has nothing to do, if you talk to me or you were distant, it has nothing to do with me, but it has with your own emotional maturity. And that at the beginning was very hard to realize, to say like, oh my God, why this person cannot stand by me? Because I can help them when when they are in crucial moments, they come to me and I have always the advice. So how this person, this friend doesn't have a word for me now to, you know, to pull me out there back to life. So that was a shocking about me. And I didn't realize that it has to do with the threshold of everyone's um, emotional maturity. And that's totally fine. Not everybody can be, but uh, really speaking about that helped me and helped also other people because uh, I had um, responses from other people and also personal messages from people who had the same event and um, they couldn't find the words, but uh, reading the words helped them. And also other people later that I saw out, I met in the street and they told me, I read your post. I thought a lot about what to tell you the next time that I will meet you. And I still haven't found the words speak to you so and for me it was like well thank you very much and there's nothing really um something to the right thing to say but it's always the thing that you feel to say and the other the second thing was really like um so to be really appreciating about 
how we experience life and what we have. Because as I talked before, like, for example, in this situation, there are so many stages of development that we ignore. I'm wondering if this is universal also for men as an experience of working through this event and healing through it. Um, also, you were a little bit touching upon your husband being supportive in the process. Not to make this a conversation only about women and for women and by women. <laughs> I'm wondering whether all this yeah. applies uh, to men as well in a similar, same kind of way or because of the differences that we are defined by and we touched upon a little bit the masculine and the feminine sides in us. Um, is there any special message that you have for the audience about how we show up for the, the male part of the equation? You know, what is it that your husband would have welcomed as a support? Check out part two of this series in which we go into the gentle dance between the feminine and masculine polarities that we have within us and how to succeed in navigating them as we try to shift from being a CEO and a goddess at the same time. Yes, definitely. There is, there is an impact and uh, there is an impact and it's very silent if you want, because like, you know, when you are like uh, the pregnant, you have that attention. However, um, the other person, if it's possible for him to or her to support, because some people might not be available, you know, um, they are there and they they deal with their own sorrow uh, silently. And it's very important also to address also that partner of of the couple. <coughs> Sorry. However, um, it's uh, really to, to, to express, it's a really big uh, performance demanding level, I believe, game, because it really uh, needs like the, to, to speak up and to express and to communicate really authentically and uh, not to expect that everything will be calm and positive if you perceive that, but uh, also that there will be also turmoils and emotions and also intense discussions but also like calm discussions and uh you know seeing that uh, you might a lot of women might perceive that everything's happened to me because everything happens into my body and i carry this into my body and um well the other person also carries in another in another way and has also part of this creation one last question that i would like to ask you to wrap up these conversations that we've had is how do we work with the presence of that fear of failure within ourselves as we are athletes of life? Uh, we know that the probability of failure, disregarding of what it is, if it's the right word, and how in our heads we work with the probabilities and what we call it, the possibility of something not working out or possibility of a lesson of the future or our future selves. The fear is always there and oftentimes it can be so paralyzing that it also manifests in our physical performance, right? It can maybe sometimes lead to a miscarriage or it can be a lead into an Olympic athlete underperforming because the mental stress translates into physical underperformance. And it can lead into stress-driven uh, way of showing up in negotiations, in communications with leaders, etc. Oftentimes, it is underpinned by the fear of 
whatever replaced it for whatever the fear stands for for each and every one of us and so i'm wondering whether you feel is the is the magical last piece of advice that you can give to people so that we find that courage to go into very vulnerable and challenging experiences in life where fear is part of them but kind of embrace that fear without allowing it to impact the way we achieve our results or not For sure, like um, what we perceive as failure in our life is very different among experiences because somebody might choose this, oh, I failed into this. And maybe he has seen another experience in his life uh, where supposedly somebody else maybe has perceived that he's fa- he had failed, but for himself was not a failure, you know. So it is, um, it's very crucial to see like a, why do I see that now I felt and like that other time I didn't really care neither about thinking about it or labeling it as failure. So I think that's very important. Like um, what is like your gold medal, your gold record and uh, how authentic you are for that. Like how badly do you want it and why do you want to go that way? So if it is to please other people, my dad, my mom, Uh, you know, like prove me right, whatever, that's not going to work. That's not going to work. It's going to be suffering. So I do believe that bringing that um, high priority value uh, very clear and very authentic of uh, uh, what is really the inspiration and the transformation you require from that to go to that pathway. And therefore, after that, when you are in that... um, uh, in that path, in that service, if you want, pursuing this gold record, any experience that if, uh, occurs, any event, you see it as a build-up additional wall to break to towards this gold record. We never sit there to think, like, how do I bring this more to the more balanced uh, way? Like the magnet I discussed before, you know, success, failure. When we have a success, very rarely we see how does this also, um, what does this really also cost me uh, towards my my gold record? Because it really does, if we think about it, but we never think about it. We only judge the failures. But the failure can be also another side, twisted side of success. Because it can make us really to set more clear standards, become more uh, choosy, become uh, have very stricter uh, criteria. Anyways, it, it does a lot of things. So what is the truth there? How did the thing that I perceive as a failure, so negative, really benefits me? Because um, our brain... Our brain in a failure, what we perceive failure, will be on a stress in the amygdala situation. So it will be like in the animal side of the brain, which will be like uh, the survival. How will I survive this? And then all these judgments comes. What will people say about me? What does it mean? I will never make it, blah, blah, blah. But um, once we see, we come back to the balance, which I call the truth, the gold mean, you come back to your executive center of your brain, which is the frontal lobe and the pineal gland that we also um, want to 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 act from daily with highly inspired actions and you get back into into the focus and to the execution like how does that benefit me towards my god record and once the more you demonstrate 
you prove to yourself, to your brain, that is really chatting that moment. And um, evidence about how it helps you, then emotionally you get mastered because you see this perceived failure as uh, uh, an assistant component, like on the way, not like in the way stopping you like a gold medalist as well. And then the third thing, and the more you, the, the more evidence you find to your brain, to prove your brain that uh, uh, it helps me, the more your emotions get balanced. And instead of the victimhood, you get into the warrior again, to that willpower, you know, like your masculine will get in action again, because your feminine side sees that my, still, my desire still remains this, let's, let's do it. So your warrior masculine will deliver that. And the third thing that I would advise is to really see um, if that gold medal that you want, that you really come from an objective perspective, again, from a balanced view, and you don't consider it as an infatuation or um, you have it on a pedestal. You know, if, for example, like the promotion or, for example, a child, let's say, if a child, you see it as um, you are infatuated to that event and you are shameful. If you are shameful about getting there, you will not, even if they offer you to, if they offer it to you, you will not get it because you are ashamed, you are ashamed and you feel guilty about having it. Thank you so much. I think this was such a rich uh, series that we've been through together. Uh, if anybody is curious to check out what you're doing as a supporter and healer and, and coach and mentor of, of leaders out there, we will put your, your links in the description of the episode so they can follow up uh, and, and potentially work with you. Um, Thank you. Thanks a lot. Uh, and wish you all the best. It was uh, amazing. And uh, yes. Thank you for opening the, the, the stage to so many uh, new notions and new nuances to come in. And looking forward for next time. And thank you, everyone. Thank you. Take care. Thank you for listening. I find it super insightful. I'd be curious to hear your main takeaways in the comments under this episode. Don't hesitate to obviously check out the other parts of this series so you get a full picture of Sophia's story and what she had to share. This series is available obviously on my YouTube channel, so go and hit that subscribe button to be notified about the other episodes as well. And obviously on the podcast Lights in Europe, on all major podcast platforms, Spotify, etc. Et go to my website if you are curious where else to find it. And I'll be looking forward to exchanges Uh, with you and, and your friends who this may be relevant for on all social media platforms as well so thank you and thank you for your support as well bye